Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for going on nearly 15 years. Today, I am joined by a definite outside-the-box thinker, Matthew Ferry. Thanks for joining us today. Mm, You're welcome, and I'm really excited to be here and offer a contrarian point of view. Fantastic. I am looking forward to this because Matthew has some really unique perspectives on his field of expertise which is today's topic, is Mindset for Wealth Preservation and Generation. So what we're going to talk a little bit about is the impact of not taking care of your mindset and then the impact of taking care of it. So we've got both sides of the coin covered there. And Matthew is a best-selling author, life coach, and spiritual teacher. But Matthew, since you're the expert on you, would you mind sharing with our listeners today a little bit about where you came from and what inspired you to do what you do today? Sure, no problem. Well, I think the main thing that I do today is assist people to be at peace while creating the kind of life that they want to create. I call it quiet mind epic life. For me, it started when I was about nine years old. I was having these crazy experiences where I felt like I was floating above my body and I didn't know what it was, Mm. but I felt this incredible peace. Mm -hmm. And the experience was so powerful that as an adult, I was driven to find a predictable path to get back to that feeling. Right, right. And it's a feeling that I could only describe as knowing that all is well. Right. Gotcha. And early on in my life, I started working for my father in the real estate sales training and coaching industry. And it was a very interesting time for me because on one side, I was understanding, I was learning about productivity, right. how to be effective, how to sort of build your empire. But in the background... I had my own little personal pet project going, which is, how do I get back to this incredible feeling of peace and flow? And somewhere in my 30s, they began to merge together. Uh And somewhere about 2003, really, I began to look at how do I take the feeling of peace and all is well and certainty and apply it to living an amazing life, to Mm -hmm. really doing well, to being empowered in your world. And that sort of led me to where I am today. Fantastic. I love it. And I think this is a great timely topic because as we're recording this, the recording date of this is actually March 26. And, you know, the world is sort of upside down right now. There's so much going on between the the COVID-19 and the stock market's up and it's down. It's almost like it's chaos out there. Everyone's in social isolation. The world is a different place than we knew it a few weeks ago. And probably a lot of people are battling this. I can speak from my own experience when I, you know, I look back on my life and I remember kind of like yourself feeling very happy when I was young. Then I got older and I wasn't so happy when I was a young adult. And I couldn't understand why, but I thought, there are other people who have worse lives than me and better lives than me. And it doesn't seem to matter what position their life is or what's going on around them. They seem to be happy. So there has to be a way to be happy. So this particular topic is something that's interesting to me because I found that when I was able to make somehow come in a better mindset, my life got better. Everything around me seemed to improve and started going in the right direction. You know, So I think this is going to be a valuable topic and conversation for our listeners. Well, I would say that when you have a quiet mind, mm-hmm. when you adopt that skill set, because it's just a skill set, right? 
you find yourself in the present moment, and that means that you're free from stress and mm. worry and concern, right. and that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Because according to the American Institute of Stress, 73% of Americans say that they deal with psychological stress on a regular basis, and let's be honest, in the middle of the craziness that we're having right now, it's probably 98% right. are dealing with stress, and Separate. that's bad yeah. for investors, that's bad for executives and leaders and entrepreneurs, those are the people that I typically work with. Right. Because when you're stressed, you make bad decisions. True. You don't see True. things clearly. True. You're not easy to be around, and your creativity is diminished. True. And it zaps your energy. True. So the skill set that I am committed to assisting people to achieve is actually something that is very, very practical. And it just happens to be extremely useful in very hard times like this. Excellent. Well, let's get into it. So, Matthew, you have basically a series of techniques that you can help train people with that help with all of this. So let's, I guess, talk about that and what our listeners can do. Okay, fantastic. I think we probably want to start with this idea of the rapid enlightenment process, because mm -hmm. that's really the basis of what I talk about. And it's a proven four-step process to get the mind to quiet down, right. to stop being so worried and stressed out, so you right. can focus on taking action on what you really want to do. So you can be a piece in the process. And there are four steps to it. And I want to start by briefing those four steps. And then let's talk about some real simple ideas that you can implement immediately to get the mind to stop being so chatty and anxious and fearful and judgy. Perfect. Step one is to see that your mind is not your friend. And most people think of their mind like, this is me talking to me. And it's actually not. Oh, yeah. It's like it. you're inside your mind, you're talking to yourself. Exactly yeah, right. And yeah. essentially, your mind is a mechanism. It's like an information feedback machine. Right. So right. you don't listen to your mind like it's a trusted advisor. You listen to your mind like it is what it is, which it is a survival system. Mm -hmm. The problem is for most of us in our investing and in our desire to build wealth, mm -hmm. we're not actually trying to survive. We're trying to thrive. Right. And listening to your puts you into a position where you're using survival tactics to create a thriving outcome. It creates conflict. Yeah. It creates confusion. It actually right. increases your risk. Right, right, right. I can see that. They are definitely conflicting things. Survival is more being conservative, protecting yourself from the what ifs. And thriving is more going for and towards the what ifs. And both are important. Right. So we're not mitigating the importance of understanding risk. Right, right. But what happens is we overweight the insanity in our mind, which is based on hallucinations that we're having. We take in data points and we don't use the data point. We use our interpretation. Mm, mm. And when you use your interpretation, your interpretation is being filtered through a survival mechanism. Ah. So it always points in a direction that's more survival oriented. And that really brings me to step two. Step two in the rapid enlightenment process is to recognize that there are 10 hidden motives to survive. Mm -hmm. And that if you don't understand what these motives are, they actually run the show. So you have wow. to be able to spot them and let it go. You have greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, resistance, and lazy. Those are 10 survival superpowers. Right. But when they're showing up in your life, mm. your mind is chatty, your anxiety is up, your stress is up. You're not really able to focus and be in the moment. So you have to be able to spot those. Right, right. The third step is to use what I call enlightened perspectives. And those are just perspectives that assume that all is well. And then the fourth step is to use something called recontextualization. And recontextualization is essentially a skill. It's a skill of relanguaging 
to assume that all is well, because if you're languaging as if something is wrong, mm-hmm. then you're putting yourself at a protective stance in what is usually an offensive move. Okay. So you're playing defense, trying to play offense. It doesn't work. Right, right. So that's the basis of everything that I teach my Wall Street executives or my entrepreneurs or the business owners that I work with in life. I think you wanted to talk about some of the protective measures that I take. It's it's a funny thing to say to help people to go into a quiet mind state. And so I'd like to talk about some of that if that works for you. Absolutely. What do we do to get the mind to go quiet? What do we do to get the mind to go quiet? That sounds like exactly where we need to head. What do we do? That's a great question. Especially now in today's world, what do you do? The number one thing you have to do is you have to embrace the worst case scenario. Uh-huh. Embrace the if worst you don't case embrace scenario. the worst case scenario, your mind will bug you about it constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You wake up in the middle of the night. So you're bed. saying that it's like that thing that's on the back of your mind that you're worried about. Anxiety, essentially, right? You don't know what it is. There's something that's bugging you. Something that could be. Exactly right. And that's just your mind doing its job. Right. And the way you get the mind to stop bothering you with this, with this anxiety, with these irrational fears, mm. is you literally go through the process all the way down to the worst case. Mm. You go to the losing it all and total destruction. I mean, whatever your mind can imagine, it has been imagining. Right, right. Whatever your mind can imagine, it's been bugging you with that. Right. You've been trying to ignore it and be positive and be optimistic or whatever it is that you're doing. Like, trying, you know, you're going through your process of trying to mitigate the downside risk. But the problem mm-hmm. is, is that the mind doesn't care about any of that. It's like, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Mm-hmm. And it's distracting you and taking you off your game. Right, right. So what I've been working with all my clients to do right now is to look at the absolute worst possible thing that could happen and then making a plan from there. And once they make that plan, once they admit to themselves, ugh, I won't like it. It's not what I want. It sounds terrible. But if it happens, am I going to be okay? Yeah, I'm going to be okay. I don't want that, but I would be okay. Great. The moment we get there, Mm. now we can actually start doing some planning to get on offense again. Mm. Mm. How can we maneuver around this market? How can we take advantage of this market? What are the opportunities? Until you get yourself to a place of peace Mm. with the most negative, Mm. that negative will come in and it will distort every decision you make. Right. And let's be honest. For me, I work with mostly people on Wall Street. Mm. And then secondarily, I work with entrepreneurs and maybe, you know, developers and things like that. Right, right. But logic is the foundation for creating profitable investments and emotions blind you to logic. Yeah, yeah. You got to figure out where the market is headed and where it's going, which means you need to take in the data and you need to be rational about it. Right. Emotions are your body's survival tools. It's true. And they create unwanted volatility in your assessment of the risk. This is why I teach the Wall Street executives, the entrepreneurs, the CEOs, how to absolutely deal with the worst case scenario. And when I say absolutely, I mean that absolute. Right, right. You just go all the way to the bottom. That then opens you up to all kinds of new possibilities. It's amazing what happens to your energy and your optimism and your creativity, your resourcefulness. Once you have put that to rest, like, all right, break this glass if the emergency happens and pull out the plan. Right, right. Right? One of those kind of situations. I can see that. And I would also think that since you have now dealt with the worst case and built a plan from there, everything else would seem less dire. Everything else is easier every step of the way. Which 
put you into a more optimal perspective, optimal frame of mind, optimal mm. context. And that's what we want. We want to be optimized. Right. Right. We don't want to be compromised. Right. And we get compromised by our survival system, that talking in your head, which is just a survival system. We get compromised by it. Right. So I've got some other tools that I want to share from my book, but people don't need to buy my book to start to play with my tools. They can actually just go to my website and download my app. So if you go to MatthewFerry.com forward slash app, you can download my app. And inside of there, I have 23 days in a row of little five-minute practices you can take on to get your mind to go quiet so you can focus and be empowered. But you and I spoke before this and we talked about, well, what would be some good ones to share with people? Yeah. So I want to just read a couple of paragraphs from some of these and have a discussion. Sounds good. The the most important one to do right now is to embrace and celebrate breakdown. Right. A quiet mind is not possible when you're resisting the way that life is. So resistance in general is the way that the mind activates. When you resist, boom, now the mind starts talking. Right. So when things go wrong, objectives don't get achieved, or you want life to be something other than it is. We could call that a breakdown. It's a, it's broken expectations. Right. And so today I want our viewer to consider this, what I call a recontextualization. What I would ask people to do is to take stock of their passports and to notice how for the most part, eventually they all lead back to some better and better life experience. For the most part, they're not all going to be that way, right. but it's going to be about 70, 30. Right. Right. 70% of the real big negatives in, in your life over time, actually optimize for something good. (laughs) And when you take the time to, it's like dealing with the worst case scenario. When you take the time to poke holes in the hypothesis of the survival system that says failure is bad, failure is embarrassing, this not working means that I'm not going to get what I want. When you take the time to actually poke holes in that thing, it actually causes you to do one of these. (sighs) A relief, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So I would ask people today to practice intentionally celebrating and embracing the breakdown as a part of the long-term process of achieving their goals. One of my mm-hmm. mentors said to me that breakdown is the beginning of breakthrough. Right. And that success is nothing more than a series of well-managed breakdowns. Mm. And most people don't think about it like that. It's most true, people are trying to avoid the breakdown, the failure, the falling over. And you, you actually have to go the other direction. Mm. Mm. You embrace it. All right. Makes well, sense. that's all I got to say about that. What do you want to add? Well, that makes sense because there is no success without failure. And if that would definitely help with that quiet mind once you realize that every one of these failures leading to a breakthrough, which leads to success. So the more of those breakdowns, that you have. I like using that term, by the way, instead of failure or breakdown. I think it's more true. More breakdowns, the more breakdowns you have, the closer you are to your success and your goals. And when you are at peace with the breakdown, mm. you unleash your creativity. Yep. You become more resourceful. Right. You're easier to work with. Right. You aren't threatened by other people and their ideas. You don't right. fear competition. Right. You don't waste countless hours lamenting and worrying and fretting about the future. Yep. Yep. It is extremely practical. Yep. You work on having a quiet mind. Extremely practical. Absolutely. I agree. Fantastic. How about practicing being at peace amidst the chaos? Let's do it. So 
this again is one of the 23 daily practices in my book. And I'm just giving you a taste of it. That each of these little lessons, these little recontextualizations are about five minutes long. But I just want to give our viewer, our listener an opportunity to sample something, right? They're like, what can I do Sounds right good. now? It's something they can use. Yeah. Being at peace is the ultimate expression of quiet mind and it takes practice. Mm. And to achieve it, you have to learn how to catch what I call the drunk monkey reacting and choose your response instead of letting that drunk monkey in your head just pop in and start blasting off on why everything is wrong. Right, right. So if the drunk monkey in your head is in reaction, there's no peace. And that drunk monkey, for me, that's a little nickname that I came up with for all of the negative self-talk and all of the the future prophecies Mm. that the mind is trying Mm. to constantly... I don't know if you've noticed, but your mind is absolutely convinced that it's psychic and that it can predict the future. Which is true. I agree. And if you don't bust it, if you don't say, mind, you are so full of it, you have no idea what the future even is. You don't even know what reality even is, mind. All you know is what comes through your filters. And what comes through your filters is scientifically documented to be inaccurate. Right. That's true. So believing anything that your mind says puts you at risk. Questioning everything that your mind says puts you in control. Mm. So practice being at peace in the middle of chaos today. You can be at peace if you choose. It's going to take practice, but it is achievable. You feel overwhelmed by chaos when you are unconsciously resisting the outcome, when you're attached. So attachment means that you have an exaggerated fear of losing an imaginary benefit. Mm -hmm. So we look at the world, we declare it chaos. But really what we're saying is, I disagree. I disagree with the way it is. Mm -hmm. And... I fear that I won't get some imaginary carrot in the future because of the way that the world is. Right. And this puts us into reaction. And it activates that survival system that I call the drunk monkey. It just starts talking. So the way that you start to practice being at peace in the chaos is you deal with your attachments. You basically look at what is the thing that I'm afraid of losing and you make peace with losing it. Yeah. Again, it's an aspect of the worst case scenario. Right. If you'll make peace with losing the thing that is making you say, there's so much chaos and I don't know, I'm overwhelmed and there's so much information, all that, that, that's just you resisting. Right, right. If you'll make peace with, actually, I'm afraid that that thing that I want isn't going to come. If you say, okay, if it doesn't come, what will I do? And I'll be okay with it. All of a sudden, boom, you're able to be at peace Mm. because you're no longer resisting and you're no longer labeling the situation something that makes you upset. Mm. Mm. I think that that's something that people can play around with right off the bat. That's Again, great. everything that I do is about action. It's about actionable ways of doing it. And it's also yeah, it's not about meditation. I love meditation. Don't get me sure. wrong. Sure, sure. But what I found is you can't meditate when the market is dropping 3,000 points. <laughs> that is true. It it's a little tough. It won't preserve your capital. <laughs> no, no, that is true. Sometimes you do have to take action. So that's good. I like it. Do you have a way of summing up the impact of not taking care of your mindset versus the impact of taking care of it? Because I mean, we kind of covered the whole thing. If we can kind of sum it up for our listeners, that would be great. Let's do it right now. If you choose to focus on quieting your mind and becoming at peace with the world, what you can count on is a massive increase in your productivity. Right. And that doesn't mean that you will necessarily be in more action because sometimes Sitting on the couch is the best thing you can do. Hmm. But when you're at peace with yourself, you can sit on the couch and not beat yourself up and make yourself wrong and have anxiety that you might be missing out. Right, right. 
You'll have an increase in your creativity because you'll be bold. Mm. The people around you will be magnetized to you because they will see that you're not a judgmental jerk. You're not pretending like you have all the answers, like you're the Lord of the universe and you know how everything is supposed to work. Instead, you're open, you're curious, right? you're willing. There's a lot of power in that. But on the yeah. flip side, if you don't actually take on quieting your mind, mm. then you're going to be stuck with the legacy survival system that you came into this world with. Mm. So you were born with the same stuff that I was born with. Mm. I have a body that is afraid of things. I have a mind that pretends like it knows what the answers are. Mm. And those hereditary survival traits are no longer today's world. They were useful 100 years ago, sure. 200 years ago, 500 years ago. Right, right. But we've come to a place in our evolution now where, for the most part, for the most part, right. the thing that is going to kill people is their stress and what they eat. For the most part. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and yet your entire system is optimized for running away from tigers and, you know, not being killed by the rebel tribe across the hill. Right. <laughs> Those ways of operating actually cause you to malfunction in today's world. Right, right. That's the contrast. The, the game here is you actually get to live a life of peace because we are living a where peace is possible. Mm. You get to harvest the opportunity. We've been born into it. Take advantage of it. Mm. Great way of thinking. You have a very interesting philosophy here. And I am saying philosophy, but it sounds more like a practice, actually, because it's a way of thinking that is definitely outside of the norm. But I think that's good, because if you look at the norm in today, people are stressed out, they're full of chaos, they're not thinking clearly often. There are oftentimes, like you say, making decisions that are based on reactions to emotions and things in their mind, instead of thinking through logically, thinking peacefully, thinking, you know. We might say it like this, negative mind chat, worry and fear. Right. Those are a hidden threat that we don't even think about. Whereas the ability right. to stay peaceful, calm, and open-minded is a right. game changer and a huge right. advantage. Right. I agree. Absolutely. Open mindset. Absolutely. Anyway, so I appreciate it. Thank you for those tips. But before we go today, we're going to ask you for that value bomb I mentioned earlier. So with the wealth ethic rebel spin here of what should our listeners look to avoid doing and what can they do about it? I would say the most important thing to avoid right now is being overly optimistic and overly mm. cavalier about mm. the way that the world is going. And even though you mm. might have an optimistic point of view, and even though right. you might think of the negatives that are going on in the world in a positive way, you might have that to mm. express it out loud and to say to the world or to minimize what's happening in the world actually puts you out of rapport and makes you the enemy. And that'll mm. minimize your opportunity set. So right. the game, I would say, is make sure you're in rapport with the world. Have compassion and understanding for the negatives that people are actually going through right now. And watch your mm. opportunity set open up. Don't resist. Excellent. Again, that's that open mind and the quiet mind. <laughs> so I guess you could say the quiet mind is the open mind, right? Very much so. That's synonymous. They go together. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge with our listeners today, Matthew. I am really, really, really happy that I got to be on your show and talk to your listeners. I think that there's going to be some people out there that this could make a difference for.
Absolutely. And Matthew, if you want to share anything about what you have to share with your listeners, what they can find, it'd be great. I think if you're intrigued by the contrarian point of view that I have on how to get to a quiet mind, then you should download my app and go to matthewferry.com forward slash app, A-P-P. And I have 23 practices to share with you there that I think will make Mm. a big, big difference for you. Excellent. Great advice. I actually downloaded the app myself and I plan on using that as well. I think it's excellent information and very useful. And I'm going to put Matthew's link also on our website for today's episode. So if you go to wealthtacticrebels.com and you find today's episode of the Mindset for Wealth Preservation and Generation, you will be able to find the links to Matthew and his app and also Wealth Tactic Rebels you know, would be great is if you will drop us a quick message. Let us know today what was your inspiration. What did you find that is going to help you in particular? Uh, you know what? And if you don't know right now, right after listening to this, and it's something that down the road after a couple of days or weeks or months even, you found that, hey, you know what? That made a difference in my life. Once you get back to us, let Matthew and I know what that was. We'd love to hear from you. You can do that on our website, WealthTacticRebels.com, or drop us a quick message over at the WealthTactic Rebels Facebook. And again, Matthew, thank you so much. Glad I got to be here. Thanks for letting me share with everybody. I'm glad as well. You're welcome. And WealthTactic Rebels, thank you for joining us today. And everyone, be well, be healthy, and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.